G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. I never imagined I would be in Asia, and I never imagined that I could even say one word in Chinese, let alone speak, sing Chinese. I I thought that was impossible. The The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we have an international one for you today with a guest coming to us all the way from Taipei, Taiwan. Zarina London has come to be known as the Black Pearl of Asia. But Taiwan is a long way from her hometown in Louisiana, deep in the south of the United States. So how did an African-American nightclub singer come to serve at an Asian ministry on the other side of the world? We'll find out today as she has a chat and shares her fascinating cross-cultural story with Eric Scadabo. Serena London, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, it's just wonderful to have you on and you've had such an interesting singing career. Jazz music, cabaret music, and of course, James Brown, the godfather of soul, titled you the goddaughter of soul. How did that come about? Well, it came when I was working with James Brown. I would give my all. I worked hard like he did. As a matter of fact, in two weeks, I lost 15 pounds working with James Brown. But he could, oh, lose, wow. he could lose, literally lose up to five pounds a night in a performance. And he pulled, sometimes he'd pull me out there and I had to just give my all. And he said, you know, see, he said, you work like me. You work hard. He said, you, you my daughter. Goddaughter, and he made me the goddaughter working with him, giving my all. Now, how long did you sing with him? You know, it was not, I didn't do it, uh, just maybe about a year, and that's because they asked me to stay on, but I was honest. I, I had a group myself, and I had two backup singers. They were waiting for me to finish the tour. And mm-hmm. I told him I like the front line just as much as he does. And he understood. <laughs> you know, he said we were the same. He understood that I could not, I can do background, but I cannot just make that my career. And he understood that. Okay, and so you went to the foreground, and <laughs> you went on to be the favorite singer of the mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown. That's right. That's right. So you kind of sang in nightclubs around the San Francisco area. Yes, I would say at the hotels and jazz clubs and uh, when they would have like the big mayor's convention all the mayors would come in i would perform for them and or even um any of the big affairs being willie brown's favorites and i of course they called me right <laughs> right and you went on to sing with some of the big names in the entertainment industry people like bb king tony bennett and even phil collins yes we were all together at the uh, Puri jazz festival in uh Finland, which was great. I mean, that was really awesome being there on the same bill with so many, including um, uh, many others that I have right now, their name escaped me, you know, but so many greats and to be there too, it was wonderful. Now let's talk about your style. You're not just a jazz singer, but also cabaret and other styles. Can you tell us about your repertoire? Yes. Well, I started off first singing um, more like classical because that's what my sister always played. Mm-hmm. And then I went from to R&B to rock and roll, mm. to blues, and 
And then when my throat specialist told me, you know, you need to change your style of music for, for a while, but then give your throat a break, that's when I started singing cabaret and jazz, really. I, mm. I, I, it was because I had to. And then I started to like it. <laughs> oh, okay. And beyond just singing, you also are a performer. You have feathers and costumes in your act? Oh, yes, because I was a dancer first, and I, and I loved theater. I'm, really, I'm an actress that sings and dances, so, and, and I love to give the audience what they want, you know what I mean? And I know that people hear 50 to 90% with the eyes and only 10% with the ears, so yeah, I include that in my performance. Okay, so tremendously successful singing all over the world. And somehow you made your way to Taipei, Taiwan. How did that come about? Well, I was minding my own business, and I got a call from my agent saying, do you want to go to Taipei? And, of course, I didn't know where Taipei was until I found out it was Taiwan. And I, did, I wasn't intending to go because it's so far away from home, and I, I'd never gone anywhere by myself. I don't travel by myself. It's just not, I'm not good at that. But God put on my heart to go. And I went, and I was only supposed to stay two months. I stayed two months and sang at a jazz club called Brown Sugar. Then I left, went to Singapore, sang two months, and I went back to the States. I did that uh, two times coming back here. The third time, God put on my heart to stay, stay put. I was not intending to stay here, and then I just stayed. Now, that's quite amazing. I mean, you're on the other side of the world away from your home and where you grew up. I mean, you're from Louisiana down south, and you're in a completely different culture. How are you fitting in there? You know, it was a little hard at first, (laughs) but, you know, I I decided I'm just going to be me. You know, you can't change. I acknowledge the customs here. It's a little different for me, and I'm, I guess, what would you say? I'm a little... Well, you see, I'm, I'm very hyper. I'm, I'm very <laughs> calm now. Very energetic. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's working out. I'm, I'm, they are, God has given me an infectious uh, joy ministry, too. So everybody seems to like being around me, and I'm learning to calm down some. So it's working out good. So the response has been positive for oh, yes. you in Asia. And as a matter of fact, they named you the Black Pearl of Asia. How did that title come to you? Oh, I was in singing at Brown Sugar, and they were introduced me, Miss Brown Sugar of uh, of Brown Sugar, and um, it was a gentleman there. Uh, he'd been just coming to listen to me sing, and had seen me around, and he was very serious, very serious. His name was Mister Tong, and he said, looked at me, he said, "That's not the name for you. Brown Sugar is not the name for you." And I was like, "Well, that's what they call me." And you know, in San Francisco, that was a good name. <laughs> he says, "No, I I see Hey Chenju," and I said. Hey, Chen Zhu, I said, what does that mean? He said, it means black pearl. Mm. And, uh, and I thought, he says, and he explained it's something is very rare and explained it to me. And he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, he said, that's the name I'm supposed to have. And I took that name, and I'll tell you, God has blessed that name. I mean, he, he's, he took that name and made it so popular and used it because people were asking me, how could you get so well-known in such a short time? They thought I'd been here many, many years. In less than two years, God had really just used that name. And um, I, like I said, it's just been a blessing. God gave it to me. And I also have the birthmark on my neck. Mm. I have a black pearl on my neck. And it, I never thought about it until then. And so they gave me that name. Okay, so from the goddaughter of soul to the black 
Pearl of Asia. So that's interesting that you have been accepted so much yes. and welcomed in the new culture on the other side of the world. Oh, yes. I, I, I mean, I respect other cultures, and, and they know that. When I learn their language, I want to say it right. And when I sing their song, I want to speak it correctly. And, and they're, they're getting used to me. They're getting used to me, so they're being so happy and bubbly and going and energetic. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're getting used to me. And now they're being, a lot of them are coming up to me and say, let's be happy today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they call you the Black Pearl. How do you say Black Pearl in Mandarin? I mean, I am Black Pearl. <laughs> so that's how they refer to you? Yes. They And when the kids go, I mean, it's Black Pearl, I love you. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, so sweet. I mean, God has given, he's put favor in their heart toward me and, and, um, and favor in my heart toward them. I never imagined I would be in Asia, and I never imagined that I could even say one word in Chinese, let alone speak, sing Chinese. I, 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 I thought that was impossible, and, and now I'm actually singing in Chinese. That's the singing of our guest today, Zarina London, who's joining us from Taipei, Taiwan. As we just heard, Zarina is originally from Louisiana in the United States, but has now come to be known as the Black Pearl of Asia. We'll find out how she began to use her musical talents in ministry when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with the Black Pearl of Asia, former nightclub singer Zarina London. Zarina is chatting with Eric on the phone from Taipei, Taiwan. Before the break, we learned about Zarina's singing career and how she relocated to Asia from the United States. Now we're going to hear how God gently tugs her heart and Zarina begins to serve the Lord in ministry. You're no longer in the nightclubs. You're working full-time in a ministry. How did that come about? Oh, it came about, God said, and he just put it on my heart, it's time now. Because I've known the Lord and loved the Lord since 1992. Mm -hmm. I have to say this first. I held my love back as a young woman from the Lord because 
I was told Santa Claus was fake when I was a kid, mm. and I just knew that they were going to tell me that Jesus was fake one day. I mean, so we have to really be careful. So I did not love him because I didn't want my heart to be broken like it was with Santa Claus. I mean, all mm. the way up as a teen. So I, I just had to, I'm sorry, I had to, I had to put that part in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I hadn't given him all of myself. I, you know, I... I I knew I loved him, and I'd seen God has done, I'd seen miracles. He was so there, and I knew he was in my life, so I thought everything was fine. But I now I see he was just being patient with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I hadn't given him my life until re- really recently that I realized, I thought, well, okay, I'm singing jazz, and I'm singing in nightclubs, but I know that I pray before I go on. I know that when people come and talk to me, that I, I talk to them about Jesus wherever I am. I know that, but... I was still holding on to part of it, telling God, in other words, okay, you take care of this part, and I'll handle this part. But I didn't realize I was doing that. And so many people in the church, even, there's even sometimes even pastors, we don't realize we're trying to tell God what to do. You can have this part of my life, but not this. But God saw, it was, he just put a burden inside of me, like saying, now, now is time to give all, because I had been praying, Lord, use me. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. But just please give me the courage to do it. So he brought me to say, okay, now it's time to honor those prayers you prayed. And uh, I was listening to the song, All to Jesus I Surrendered, on a Heavenly Melody mm-hmm. CD, and that just went through me. It's, uh, it played over and over and over. As a matter of fact, my CD player got stuck on the song. <laughs> Even when I tried to turn it off, I couldn't. God, he was talking to me. All to thee, I surrender. And then I made that phone call and called Doris Brom and said, listen, I, 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 gotta, I said it as quickly as I could so I wouldn't change my mind. I've got to sing for the Lord. Mm. And that's what she said. I know you do. I've known that for a long time. But until you're ready to give it all, when you're ready to give it all to the Lord, then give me a call. Mm. You know, and, and I went to the Lord, and I was like, what does she mean? What is she saying? And I, I was taught two hours back and forth. to the matter of fact, two days, I stayed in my house going through that over and over, my mind battling with this, because I was afraid to let go of something, that I was going to miss something, something important. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I miss being famous, or miss, you know, this, and, you know, and Lord, you've done all this, I'm right at the brink of everything breaking through, really, really, really big. And I thought, how small-minded, and, and I was ashamed of myself. Hmm. And, I, and I told God, forgive me, you know, I, I'm ashamed of myself, and I started thinking, you know, he can bless me more than I can ever ask mm-hmm. or think. Why am I afraid to trust him with my whole life? And when I said, okay, Lord, I surrender. Mm-hmm. I surrender. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to be, I want what you have for me. Forget about what I want now. I want to try what you have for me. Give me and show me what you want for my life. And I tell you, since that, everything has changed. I mean, it just showed me I have been missing so much. And, it's, and we think we have to give it all up to serve the Lord. No, He gives you more. You know, hmm. it's like I, I sing jazz for Jesus. I, I, I dance for Jesus. I do everything for Him. We think that we have to give up. No, really, you receive so much more. We need to stop putting the Lord in this little small box. He is a mighty God. He has performers Music and dance and theater, it all belongs to him. Man did not create music, dance, and, 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 and acting. 
the devil didn't either. It belongs to God. So it's restoration time. And now he's restoring, restoring everything stolen from his kingdom, including me. <laughs> and now I'm back. And it's all for, I'm sold out for Jesus. Amen, amen. Come on, choir. He told me how. He told me how. To wash, to wash, to wash. Zerina London, who the godfather of soul, James Brown, called the goddaughter of soul. And speaking of James Brown, he always would say, good God, in his performances. Now, you have kind of picked it up, but have a different variation on that. Oh, yes. And, you know, when I was singing with James Brown, then, good God, good God, it didn't have the meaning that it means. Now, now I know when I say, good God, when I'm singing... Uh, oh, happy day. I'm saying he's a good God. And I know that came from the church. See, restoration. Mm-hmm. That was stolen mm-hmm. from the kingdom of God. Put out there. Now it's giving it back. When I say he's a mighty good God, he's a good God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you sing a good <laughs> But, I, you know, the thing that keeps coming back over and over to my mind, you are a soul sister from the south of the United States, Louisiana. I mean, you don't Amen. get much further to the south than that. That's right. And now you're on the other side of the world in Taipei, Taiwan, the Asian culture. That's right. How is this going? You know what? It's it's going great. Now, at first it was a little different, like them getting used to me, me getting used to them. But I'll tell you, God is using me as a, a, a as a pipe piper. I'm just, it, there is soul here. 
in Taipei and Taiwan. Is that right? I'm even even training and working with some young gospel singers, the Sunshine Singers, and they are singing gospel soul, and they like it, and they want it. It's like being free, because I'm free in the Lord, and that's what God has me you know, teaching and giving, and I see so many people want to be free, and they are becoming free in the Lord here in Taipei, Taiwan. So kind of a... Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah! So kind of a cultural exchange program. Exactly! Exactly! That's excellent. Wonderful. Now, we should back up and say, you were talking about, you called Doris, and you heard the Heavenly Melody Singers. People Mm -hmm. listening today might not be familiar with ORTV Ministry in Taipei, Taiwan. Could you kind of introduce us to them? Uh, the Heavenly Melody Singers are not only singers, they're ministers here at ORTV. They travel all around Asia, all over the world, singing for the Lord and um, ministering to people. And, and they do this, they're missionaries, That's they're singing missionaries. Mm-hmm. And they're here, I'm working with them, also singing with them. And I mean, that's really how I met Doris Brown because I wanted to sing with the Heavenly Melody Singers. They are wonderful. There's, it's eight of them, four men and four women, and one of them is a, pre, is a preacher, mm-hmm. and uh, Doris Brome ministered in, uh, to one of them in the village, and his grandfather was a headhunter, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. their family became Christians uh, um, because Doris Brome went to their village, and now he's serving the Lord and singing, and as a matter of fact, I'm doing choreography for them also uh, here at ORTV, and ORTV that we here, not only we teach English, but we teach Jesus. We teach, teach English and we show Jesus, the love of Jesus. It's definitely it's a ministry. It's a teaching uh, ministry and a Jesus ministry and, and just loving people. It's really wonderful how we combine. At, we do rallies at the school and we go, let's talk English and um, studio classroom. Mm-hmm. And we teach mm-hmm. English, but we also sing and tell them about the Lord. And we're allowed to do that here in Asia at, at even at Buddhist schools. Now, in America, we can't go and say God and Jesus. But we can do that over here, and it's a blessing. Mm, interesting. It's really a blessing. And, and heavenly, like I say, Heavenly Melody, they're, they're, they're not singers, they're ministers and, uh, and English teachers, everything in one. They're mm. wonderful people. And of course, Heavenly Melody singers are a part of the ORTV ministry, and that ministry was founded by Doris Brome, who you were talking about. That's and right. how did you become acquainted with her? How did you start talking with her? Well, I, I was going to... I would stop by Taipei American Church, and I would sometimes, every once in a while, I would go and just donate my time. I felt like you had to, I was tithing my talent to the Lord, you know, mm. I would go, and I would go sing at the church sometime, and she plays, she's a great trumpet player, she mm-hmm. plays trumpet there, yep. and we would see, uh, meet, and someone introduced me to her and told me what she does, and we would talk, and on the phone sometimes and say hi and we say yeah we're going to get together and we're going to do something yeah we, yeah we you have to come by we're going to do something i stopped by and see it that was going on for almost four years mm-hmm. you know until god just opened that that um that relationship because and then i did some um checking up on this on them and she had a television show way back there and it was called the heavenly melody uh television show christian television show that's where that's how heavenly melody got their name okay and I just kept coming around until, until God opened the, the relationship. But we had known each other for four years. But you know how you can know someone but not know them? Mm-hmm. It wasn't time. And, and, uh, and I sh- I've known her. What a wonderful woman. She's a preacher. She's a teacher. She's a musician. And she's my spiritual godmother. <laughs> wow. All in yeah. one. And she's, the, like you said, the founder 
of this of ORTV, Overseas Radio and TV. Yes, she's the founder of Overseas Radio and TV. So now you are working full time with them, ORTV, yes, and what are you doing? I am singing. I'm definitely one of the singers and and um, ministering at the schools. I'm the choreographer. I write songs, and I'm also the um, performing arts director of ORTV. Okay, so obviously in your life you were at a fork in the road, and you could have gone on toward worldly success. You already had had a lot of worldly success singing with famous entertainers and getting accolades and everything, or you could decide to dedicate your life full-time to full-time service to the Lord, and obviously, as we've heard, you decided to serve the Lord full-time. Any regrets? I have no regrets. You know, I have the only regret I have is why didn't I do it sooner? <laughs> That's the only thing. It is the the best thing. And I tell you, when I'm when I go to these schools and and I'm singing for these kids and then and and, and teaching them about you know making good decisions and stuff, that means more than singing for the ten thousand people and everybody screaming. That was the thing for me before. Now these little faces and these these kids listening to me and hopefully stopping them from using drugs or mm-hmm. getting the wrong boyfriend like the things I did. It's so much more and so much more rewarding. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm sold out, and I, and I'd have to die if someone said, you know, turn against Jesus or die. I'd have to die. Hmm. I love Him that much. I'm so happy with my life now. It sounds like you're happy. Yes, I am. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Amen. Thank you for having me. That's Zarina London, the Black Pearl of Asia. Lord. Well, what a fascinating story of former nightclub singer Zarina London coming to work in full-time ministry in Asia. And as we heard, it all came about when Zarina struck up a friendship with another musician, legendary Christian missionary Doris Brome. Doris is a trumpet player and originally came to Taiwan in 1951 to do ministry work with tribal people. We'll hear her story next time. But getting back to Zarina, it was clear that she had been living with her feet in two worlds at the same time, one in the nightclub scene and the other in church and ministry. Eventually, she had to make a decision of who she was going to serve. As the Bible says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and and money. So as we heard, Zarina has decided to follow Jesus and now there's no turning back. Well, thanks for joining us for Zarina's story and as mentioned, next time our guest will be Zarina's spiritual godmother, Doris Brome. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on the story. I would say because of Studio Classroom and our TV shows that probably thousands and thousands of people will be in heaven that would not have been if we hadn't had that ministry. Legendary Christian missionary Doris Brome was born in 1926 in Seattle, Washington and travelled by freighter to China in 1948. She primarily ministered to tribal people and eventually went on to become the founder of Overseas Radio and TV Ministry, producing Taiwan's first Christian television program. We'll hear her story and some of her trumpet playing next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.